Unveiled with Neva Nessa, a Go Loud original podcast. Welcome back to episode 16 of Unveiled. Unveiled is, of course, a Go Loud original podcast. I'm here with my lovely co-host, Neve Cullen. Hello. How are you? I'm actually really good. How are you? Uh, I'm all right. I'm a bit rotted now, to be honest. What a one. Rotted over what? I haven't won the cash machine, right? The 98. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> I had to stop doing scratch cards or the lotto because every time I would do them, I felt like I had, I was like, right, well, I've won that. So that's grand. I'm going to have to have my notice into work. And then when I wouldn't win, I'd be like, oh, what the fuck? I know. You know, I actually kind of laugh because all my friends think they're going to win it whenever it's on. I actually used to think it was my toxic trait. I was like, Jamie, we're winning it this week. It's And he'd text me like, you know, it would go up like five cent or a euro or whatever. And then I just had to pull away from it because it was too much. Yeah, no, like I've tried to avoid it. And then I just caught a goo on me one day because I was like, right. <laughs> Only I recently. Few, yeah, I was like, right, I have, I have a few minutes. I know what the number is. I'm texting. I'm doing it. I don't care. I'm doing it. Got me nowhere. Ah, uh, here. Triggered. Fuming. Come here. I could be doing with winning the lotto, especially after last week's episode and listening to it back. We actually got really good responses. We got loads of emails last week and a really good response to our immigration and kind of house buying episode, I suppose. I know we spoke yeah. about that. So if you have anything you want to email us, you can send it in to unveiled at goloudnow.com. So I'm just going to read a couple out. I thought this one was really interesting. I know we were talking about buying a new build or people who buy secondhand mm. homes. So I think. This, oh, interesting. Yeah, this is kind of like a snippet of maybe the secondhand stuff. So this person was like, I thought I'd throw my two cents in. When I finished college, I was lucky enough to be able to move into my grandparents' home and take over renovating it. Some of the house was the original over 100 years old. That's deadly, I'd say, as low as a character. Things went well at the beginning. Lick paint here, some new appliances, and then the age started showing. So dampness, drafty windows. Oh, the damp is a huge thing. Cracked chimney, leaks in the old pipes. Jesus Christ. With an old build, you will get character and history, which you don't get with cookie cutter new builds. Sorry, Nessa, she's dead right. I won't fight with her there. <laughs> um, she was like, houses all look like Dermot Bannon designed them covered in windows and open planning. Then she was like, sometimes I hate this house. I fix one problem and three more show up. But my house has character and style. No one else has a house that looks like mine on the inside or the outside. That's so true. I know. And you know what? I can really relate to that from two close people who've just bought a house gorgeous house yeah. and they've gone into it now got the keys thinking that it just need a bit of cosmetic work oh like secondhand house so a bit of character whatever and they're now taking up the floors there was a big huge leak so the floors are damp so that like needs to be taken out then there was like a fallen wall like so many different things so it's so right like when you're buying these secondhand houses sometimes they won't give you or it's just an old house and there's like these things so even when your friend was saying or not your friend the girl who wrote in well they're all our mates actually everyone's our mates these are all our pals Uh, everyone's our pals it's so interesting now and it has me freaked out buying a second hand house these are all these little things I'm hearing about these second hand houses I know you kind of just don't you don't know what you're going to uncover isn't it that's the whole that's the the joy of a new build but then like you don't get that character you you don't get to put your personal stamp on it you know what I mean like like our house it's literally copy paste Mm. 200 times yeah (laughs) do you know what I mean 
So we got another email in and I thought this was interesting enough and I feel like we can relate to this as well. I always felt that I loved Dublin and it never loved me back. I lived there for years and shitty gaffes and was on less than 30k a year. I just struggled. I moved to the US two years ago. I met my fiancé, he's American. I literally tripled my salary, which I know a couple of people Mm. who I know are actually moving to America for salary reasons, just by moving here and the cost of living is so similar. We live in Denver. I miss home so much and always think of how I don't want to have my kids here and would love to be closer to my family. I can totally relate to that because I was thinking of moving over to Australia and just the whole family thing is a huge thing for people. However, we could be walking away from a household income of nearly 400k a year Whoa. to come to Dublin and make not even a quarter of that it's, uh, it's hard to decide what's more important, family or creating a comfortable life. But for now, it just doesn't make sense to move home. Lily. Thanks, Lily. Thanks, Lily. Jeez. Give a land there, Lily. Really I know, me. but like I just, I, I told you about a couple of people yeah. in my circle are moving to America or moving to the likes of Dubai yeah. and, and Australia for the likes of salary reasons. And it, I actually had someone, you know, when I had those responses come in, I had three people write to me moving for salary. One was moving over to Australia so she could save for her house and save for her masters. Like, like yeah. it's just mental. I know. It, that kind of does kind of encapsulate like what yeah. we were saying last week about you're just always kind of going to miss out on something, aren't you? Yeah, miss out on something. So like you can stay here and be broke but be beside your family. I know. And be fucking pissed off and living in shit places or you can go and like live a really good life but like you yeah. miss your friends and you miss your family it's so shit it is so shit like there's so many that came in that were like cheaper cost of living and higher wages better job opportunities like some people are like the rent is just killing us in Ireland it's such shambles I can relate I have to move home although a lot of people are saying better quality life I've moved to Dubai I've moved to Australia all these like hotter climates are so appealing, aren't they? Like when people say better quality of life, it's always in like a warmer kind definitely. of style climate. Yeah, definitely. But like same again, better work opportunities pay elsewhere, able to buy a house in the UK. I never thought the UK would be a place to go and buy. But I know another girl who actually wrote to us as well, going back on her second episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember she About got London. A, yeah, she yeah. got like, she was able to afford a flat in London because she couldn't afford a place here. Yeah, I'm not going to judge now each to their own, but if I'm going abroad, I probably wouldn't want to buy in the UK. I'd probably want to buy... Somewhere a bit more tropic, yeah. you know, like just, you might as well be back in Dublin. But it's just like, I, yeah, you're dead right. Well, I don't know. Like, people who want to just be on a plane away. Like you'd want something yeah, just yeah. a bit more like sunny. Come here, look, I'm on your end of this. I'm on your end here. Definitely the climate just makes me, the sun is even making me feel happy thinking about it. I say for some people, it could be just like the short flight over. However, it's not, sorry, it's not a quick flight over to London. You're two hours in the airport, you're an hour on the flight and then, if you're flying into Gatwick, Heathrow or even London City, it still takes you a full hour, hour and a half to get into London. Yeah. And like, I'm sorry, I w actually went on a trip there a couple of weeks ago and it took us, it was a four hour journey to get to London. Four hours. From where? From Dublin. What the fuck? Yeah, if you, you if you put in all the times, when you land in London airport, it is, whatever airport you're landing into, obviously somewhere closer than others, but look, don't get me off on a Well, you know where is the short flight? I don't know, Liverpool. Lights. <laughs> How short is that one? Not short enough to make Leeds worth it. <laughs> I swear, it's like 20 minutes, but like, it's, you have to go to Leeds. Yeah. I've never been to Leeds. They say do one thing every day that scares you, so you should go to Leeds <laughs> at some stage. Okay, okay. We've got so many responses and thanks to everyone. I actually, We all love hearing from you and we all feel you. I feel like we're all in the same boat. The amount of responses I, 
I've gotten. It's probably the most responses I've ever gotten when I've put up a question box. Yeah. I hear you. I feel you. And look, we're all in this together. If you plan on moving away, best of luck. <laughs> and you got this. And if you plan on staying here with me, listen, we'll all get there in See the you end. on Fade Street. See you on Fade. <laughs> See you in the George. <laughs> see you in the George, where we go for a dance. And we'll see you at EP. Um, <laughs> actually, speaking of people who listen to the pods, um, I got a little bit of a lecture oh. off my darling boyfriend. Oh. I, in fairness, like, I'm living recklessly on this podcast. Like, I'm behaving as if I am the most perfect creature. And sometimes <laughs> I am, but like, not with, like, we were kind of just like lolling about it and, and saying how in adult relationships, or not even relationships, but like if you live with somebody or household or whatever, mm-hmm. do you find that you kind of automatically assume certain roles? There's a certain couple of jobs that I am so emotionally unavailable for. <laughs> I love we're that word, emotionally unavailable for. I couldn't, that's the only way to put it. We're not aligned. I'm not yeah. the person for the job, you know, no. And I was like kind of having to think about it. Like the first one, cutting the grass, sorry. Oh yeah, no, I don't cut the grass. Well, I don't have a grass to cut now in the place that we live in. But if you had it? No. The very thought of cutting the grass bamboozles me. I'd be like... <laughs> I wouldn't even probably know how to put on a lawnmower. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, are you plugging? Are you on off? <laughs> do you want a fringe? I don't know what sort of a cut. Do you want a it. two or a three blade? Do you, do you want bangs? I don't know. <laughs> Can you cut it when it's wet? I don't. I don't. Oh, yeah. I don't know, and I ultimately don't care. Do you yeah. know? Take it up with David, and then I'm not interested in when the car needs petrol. I'm not interested. I don't care. I it's, I put the car petrol in now. I don't, and if when it starts beeping and fizzing I'm like <laughs> you may stop and like you drive so you're a, like you're a passenger princess but you still drive I'm an A to B like I'm an emotionally unavailable driver is the only way I can put it like I don't really <laughs> care to know when it needs petrol I don't really care that much where we park the car <laughs> it wouldn't enter my head twice if the car is okay when I leave whereas yeah. like David's like a responsible parent he's like you can't, we can't park. I'm like, just put it there. He's like, you can't park the car. I'm like, <laughs> you just throw it there. Hope for the best. Yeah, I'm like, the ground, the ground. He's like, no, no. So it's just something that I'm just not interested in. I feel like your last one, maybe I can guess, because I know one of them is definitely mine. And I just, I don't think I've ever done it, is do the bins. I've actually, I've done the bins. Yeah. But I'm not into it. But I've I, never done the bins. I loathe a bad smell. So that, that I'll succumb to that more than the others. So what I do is, Sometimes I'll do the bins, but I just leave Jamie to them. Sometimes I'm such a brat that I'll like change the bin, put a fresh bin in, but I'll like tie it up and then leave it outside. Like I won't bring it to the bin then because our bins are a little bit awkward. Like I'll never you walk around to the bins. Yeah. But he won't, he'll probably just go out every night and bring it around to the bin, bring Lulu out to the toilet and I'm. Yeah, I think that's fair though. Like that's kind of like a relay race. Like you've done half of it. Yeah, actually fair. Do you know what I mean? Like I think that's grand. Also like if a dishwasher needs salt, like who cares? Oh no, I put the salt in the dishwasher. Oh, I, I would be the very cleany domestic person in the house. But you probably would do. So this is this is on the flip side now, right? That's <laughs> all David's arena, okay? <laughs> but then the tasks that I'm in like a long-term loving relationship with. <laughs> oh honey, towel wash, sheet wash. Oh yeah. Like lighting in the house. I mean, it's like the big light never be on in my house, not on my watch. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, Those yeah. sort of things. Romantic lighting. Everywhere. I'm very very in tune with the sponges and how long they've been in use for and are they starting to get germy, do you know? 
Yeah, I get that. Like me and David had a standoff one day because I caught him cleaning the bathroom. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, with the sponge. Well, I was like... Just men just have that mentality. It's like not, you can't use one sponge for everything. Yeah. Doll. No. Yeah, Jamie would be quite the same now. I'm not talking about speaking for all men, sorry, but I just know Jamie would be the same. Or Jamie has this toxic trait where he'll put on a wash, won't tell me that he's put on a wash or won't remind himself... So we go to the wash machine oh, and it stinks. Oh, I hate that. And one time I said, Jamie, I'm going on to put that on its third wash. This cannot happen no. again. So he kind of has to get into a rhythm of it. But like, Jamie, I have to say now, would do a lot of the cooking. I used to cook, but I really? kind of... I'm so surprised to hear no, that. You know why? Because I What was the dinner you texted when we were leaving here? But one day it was some massacre of a dinner. It was like... Oh, Jesus. It was like eggs and potatoes. <laughs> he texted me, he was like, uh, I'm putting on two sausages, mashed potato, beans no, and an egg. No, it a fried was, egg. It was, was like, no mashed potato, it was fish. It was fish. Fish, dead right. eggs and fish. potatoes. And I text him back straight away Mother being like, God. this is the most unappealing text message you've ever sent. Pretty sure you just God. stayed out with me for a while after you Of course were I did. I wasn't going home to that mess. <laughs> Jesus Christ, no. Flop. But you know, it's funny, Jamie just takes control of the cooking and I kind of let him, but sometimes we're like, are you going to cook today? He's like, no, babe, I've just changed the sheets in the bed when is the last time you cleaned the toilet or the bathroom and like I don't mind because if Jamie goes to clean it and I love his attempt to do it but it's never my way of cleaning I just have to be like you know what put your pans on the frying pan get yourself cooking Yeah, I'll do the rest yeah well I kind of was saying to my mum and I was like oh my god I caught like I saw David going at the I don't know if it was the... Well, he was just basically trying to clean the toilet with the same sponge, right? You know what I mean? And my mum was like to me, oh, Nessa, sometimes it's just better if you don't watch. She's like, I see your dad going around. (laughs) She's like, I turn... I just... At this stage of my life... Yeah, she's like, I've made it this far. I look away. Yeah. So that's when I'm like, we should get a cleaner. Even though, no, David's actually, like... He's actually very neat and, like, he is clean. Mm. But there's a lack of trust there after that. The sponge thing. Yeah, there's a lack of trust there. I just feel like if you're anyway a clean, kind of tidy person, like I would, sometimes I go on like the OCD side of things, like where everything has to be perfect. So if I'm on that side... Are you messy though? No. Neve, Colin, I don't believe that. Oh my God. I can't believe you would even think that. I don't believe that, Neve. I have to say. What do you mean? Is it messy as in my house? No, like... no. Your house kept no. <laughs> like, no. are you a messy person? Oh my God, no. Everything, like, before I leave the house, I wipe down the counter and if I can see my reflection in it, I'll leave. No, I'm not talking about, like, the kitchen. Oh. Like, your clothes or... Oh, yeah. They, if, like, my headspace isn't clear. Yeah. If, now, sometimes there will be, like, a couple of days where if I'm busy and I'll get, you know, I can't get back up. to it, but then, like, it has to be pristine then and it'd be pristine until probably the following next weekend or the next day. Wow. Oh no, I ha- everything has to be in order. I really Especially judged you head- wrong there. Well, you judged me wrong on the airport, Dad, as well. Yeah, I probably don't know you that well, to be honest. It's really kind of coming out here <laughs> I now. feel like you probably just think because sometimes, well, especially in the last year or two, I've just been very frazzled. So it's probably, that's probably how you see me. But no, yeah, I'm like a top to toe, very tidy, clean person. Good for you. Thanks, baby. <laughs> right, so... You definitely weren't putting the grass and you were putting the bins out, but what were you up to this week? Oh God, wasn't doing any of them. Wasn't doing the bins either. You know what I actually got up to and I really enjoyed it? I don't know if you caught up with it, was the Women's World Cup. No. Uh, soccer World Cup. So Ireland, I'm sure you know Ireland got into the World Cup. Yeah, no, I know, like fair play. Yeah. No, but I didn't watch it. Um, oh, we did really well, but unfortunately 
we and Katie McKay, uh, she's the captain of Ireland and our goal is actually recognised now for, well, it's nominated for one of the best goals of the tournament. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is incredible. Yeah. It was our goal against uh, Canada <clears> and she basically kicked it from the corner and like went straight into the back of the football net. So I was up to, I was really invested in like all the kind of women's sports and even it got me thinking how I used to like love playing sport when I was younger and I kind of wish I got, you know me, competitive Mary over here. I got so into sports when I was younger and although I've kind of kept up like the fitness aspect because obviously, you know, how much of a fitness enthusiast I am, I kind of wish I stayed in sports. Do you know? What was your jam? What was my jam? I kind of did a bit of everything. Loved running. Loved, I played ga for, for years but then I just, you know, it's so sad and I look back at it like it's so funny when you come to a certain age, like the likes of like when you're 14 or 15 and you kind of get a little bit of body conscious and or sometimes you're just kind of growing out and you just kind of have this baddy behaviour. and You just you kind of think everything's not cool that you once liked. Yeah. You? You're like, yeah. I don't like that anymore. Which is kind of sad. And even like, <clears> I suppose it's probably down to my school as well. Although we're in an all-girls school and actually Katie McCabe went to my school. Oh, no way. Yeah. The sports weren't really, they, the facilities weren't really good. Like, if you didn't want to play, you weren't asked to play again. The other way, sometimes you just need a bit of a motivation with young girls and children. You kind of need that kind of superior person to be like, come on, it's going to be good. Even to, for a funny joke, our team actually kind of got good in school and my dad actually took it over because oh, no he saw way. potential in us. Is this soccer? Sorry, this is Ga. Oh, Ga. Ga. Sorry. Ga. He actually took over the team because he saw potential in us because nobody else was kind of doing it in the school. Yeah which was kind of gas and he had us like running up sprints outside where we live and he was bringing us, you know, encouraging. But then unfortunately my dad like just didn't have the time to do it anymore. And it just really got me thinking how much I kind of, I'm devo that I just kind of didn't stay in sports and it kind of sparked me thinking, well, apart from a couple of people who play professional sports, I don't really know a lot of my friends who like are part of a team. Like I know I'm in my 30s, but like there's still, you could definitely still play for a team like if you wanted to. Which just got me thinking that, like, I wish... I wonder, like, if you... Like, I do feel in rural Ireland, mm. it's basically, like... Because, like, both my parents are from... Like, my dad's from Tip and my mom's from Mayo. So, like, I grew up with my cousins. You know, they're all the same age, whatever. But, like, sport is literally, like, the pillar of their community. And it's, like, nearly like a religion, do you know? So there's so many people that would still play sport at this age. And I think... I don't know if it's the same in Dublin. Mm-hmm. I know Dublin as a whole, and I like obviously I'm not into sports, but I know Dublin obviously is very good at sports in terms of ga and everything. Yeah, yeah. But like I just, it just seems like there's less of that, like I don't know, like religious aspect in communities in Dublin compared to like rural Ireland. I know it's so you know true, I mean? and it's like, but if you think about it, like men still play sports well into their thirties, like junior ga championships, five aside, like they all still play sport, but women don't and it just really made me think I don't know like I'd love to like I actually put up a poll seeing like who if anyone does still play sport and if they are part of a team and 25% said yes I do 22% say no I never did and 53% said I did but gave up when I was younger Mm. like what's the age when people start where I say people it does seem to be primarily girls doesn't it yeah which is kind of sad kinda, it kind of just drops off yeah and that's what like really what happened. age were you when you stopped playing? oh like 16 oh that's kind of old yeah why did you stop 
So, like, I probably, I'm trying to think when, why did I stop? I think I stopped because, like, I was trying to be cool. You were being Well, like, I was bitch. just in Irish dancing and I was playing gas, so I kind of kind of was never out the weekends. So, like, my weekends oh, were full of matches and fetches, and then I was just like, I want to... Hang out with your mates. I want to hang out with my mates. Because yeah. it is, like, I think, not that I know, but, like, it does seem like a massive commitment if you're in any way good or playing yeah. in any sort of, like, a competitive level. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of your time, doesn't it? You're, like, training and then your weekends. It is, and then it had me thinking, like, that was my only form of exercise because I was, like, 14, 15. There is, like, a junior gym. I think you can go to the gym from 16 or there's some facilities now but I know when I was back then there was, I couldn't go to the gym you had to be 18 I believe I know like there's huge encouragement probably now around like you, you know women in sports especially looking up to the likes of you know the Ireland team getting into the World Cup and especially I've noticed now that they're televising like the gaff ladies gaff finals and semi-finals which they've never done before if you follow like her sport, they really get behind every kind of Irish woman in sport as little as, you know, smaller leagues, big leagues from golf, everything, every yeah, kind of sport, which is really good. Yeah. So I feel like I hopefully that encourages people because I suppose when you're younger, it's such a way. I know I have friends from teams and it's such, I suppose if you're in that nature, which I would be, you know, how competitive I am, I just kind of loved it and probably needed it. But like, were you into sport at all? <laughs> <laughs> no. The fact that you look me in the eye <laughs> and actually. I was ask just hoping that. that you'd say something. No, but you know what, right? I'm respectfully and unapologetically not into sport. <laughs> no, but I'm being serious. Like I, I don't I don't mean that like I know it's me missing out here, right? Like it seems like the most amazing thing, right? Like yeah, well, but like, perspective, like No, but like I'm not going to pretend <laughs> that I give a shit when a rugby match is on to be like go on the lads I don't care <laughs> I don't care yeah if I'm really bored I'll go to the pub with my friends like but like I'm not going to pretend and I feel like loads of people do and you need to be true to yourself not you you're next level yeah it's so funny how we're actually so different but then yeah like it's gas like yeah, so different but then like when I was younger I used to go to all the like the neck of me okay like now when I, when I was young young so please don't come for me anybody who's like mad in sports I used to go to all the All-Irelands Oh probably because you're, you'd go with your dad Yeah but you? like what a waste of a ticket but like <laughs> then they were like it's nothing to sport like she's always going to All-Irelands my dad's like she's into the gift shop that's what I used to go for <laughs> and like whoever I'd be supported would be heavily driven on the merch I'm yeah. like yeah fuck with that colour but come here like in the likes of school or like your extracurricular activities would you be into going to sport or playing uh, or a part of a team doing anything scouts no I'm joking no I wasn't into any of that I just was a bad bitch from a young age I was like not into that do you know what I mean no well actually do you know what right I was actually really good swimmer when I was young oh fun fact Jennifer Zamparelli's dad taught me how to swim oh my god yeah there you go. There but I was go. so good, right? So much so that sometimes I would like be in the adult class and he'd be like, Nasa, swim up down there. And I would. And the adults would be like, wow. I don't know what the hell happened because then I went on a family holiday. I can't remember. It was like the ages between like 13 to 15. Uh, and I went for a swim in the pool and the lifeguard tried to save me. They thought I was drowning. And I was like, I'm just going for a swim. Thank you. I'm absolutely fine. Oh no, is so that kind of put you off? No, I obviously got so shit at swimming then. Oh. I grew up, they thought I was drowning. So you used to be good and then because you didn't keep it up. So do you feel like you gave up swimming then because you were just a little baddie or just... Oh, like I was in my birthday party era. Like I was yeah. a busy bitch at the weekends. <laughs> I had a lot of parties to go to, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was in the Plex eight days a week. 
Yeah. You know what I, mean? I, I don't know what happened. Like, I did like ballet and stuff. But, like, I hated that. Yeah, <laughs> my mom, but my mom was very precious with us. Like, she'd be like, no, sport's too rough. Yeah, I know. My mom <laughs> And I like kind of have well. precious energy about me oh, a little you bit. Do. you know, and oh, I for sure. never stood a chance. But like when I used to be in like an after school, they called it a club. It was, yeah, it was like, you know, kind of getting minded or whatever. So it was like, oh, yeah. and like they used to make us play sports in the summer. And like when I was in goal, like I'd run out. If someone was coming here to try to score, I'd be like, oh my God, I'd get the fuck See out of there. Like, no. I was the opposite. I... I would have someone being like, no, Neve, you're playing like whatever, full forward or centre or whatever. Like I'd be trying to be all over the pitch, trying to go where the ball is. I yeah. w- wouldn't, at one point, because I was so competitive. Now this was when I was a really younger age. The manager would be like, Neve, you have to stay here and mark your player. Your I'd position. be like a magpie trying to get like the ball. I'd just see it as gold and I'd be like flapping to get it. Yeah. Not understanding like what the game actually is. Yeah. But I was like the total opposite. You couldn't get me. I like lived for P every week. I think the foundations of sport Sport is so important though and like mm. I know we're like I'm like skidding and stuff at sport here but like it's more just like my interest but I think like women in sport the mm. role of that is so much more than the actual sport itself it's yeah. like it's basically kind of on the fight for just constant equality do you know, know. and I feel like I every every generation and every team is kind of pushing forward and trying to pave that way a little bit more for the people behind us. So yeah. I just think, you know, the kind of strengths and blockers that we come that women come up against this world and keep smashing it is just amazing. I know. You're so right. And like even on the back of that, like seeing the changes that were done to like the Ireland soccer team, like I believe that at one stage they had to take off their kit in like Dublin airport or they like weren't allowed to take their own tracksuit and kit home. Like even those like smaller minor things. Like I have a friend that played for, you know, the Irish rugby team and like even their changing facilities, Mm. like they would be outside and they'd have to change outside with like this, because I know there was like a video that went around and I think it was like on the likes of her sport, just, you know, sharing how different women are treated in yeah. sport and obviously treated in overall yeah. general but particularly in Irish sport and it's great to see you know the Irish soccer team like they really had to make so much noise and I th- believe they were there to like one or two in the morning before like a big game to you know make sure that there was these plans pushed through so yeah. and I think that and it's, it just goes to show you like it's such a change in Irish soccer well, I for think, women yeah well I actually think like I I do, David is really into boxing, right? And like, mm. I kind of got into the whole Katie Taylor. Yeah. Oh God, thing. a but hero I, and but I, but honestly, like, incredible. And actually, this generation is going to be, I think, has, has done so much, put like, put so much shoulder to it yeah. in terms of the next generation. Like, mm-hmm. I was even reading up about the whole Eddie Hearn taking Katie Taylor on and like, yeah. For anybody who doesn't, I'm sure everybody knows, like, Eddie Hearn's like, basically the biggest boxing promoter. He promotes mm-hmm. all the, big kind of I don't know the big fighters yeah and his dad was the person who founded that business and Katie Taylor propositioned Eddie Hearn to bring her on yeah and he's like no like a woman boxer like no way like yeah you just don't do that and this this was only a couple of years ago Mm. and then he was like no fuck it I'll give her a go so actually where I got that fact was I'd listened to the Talking Bollocks podcast so he was on with the lads and he was the one who was saying like now I can't really Wim box and I'm not really going to do that mm. and then he was mm. telling the lads he actually only took a meeting with Katie Taylor to be polite to her yeah so he had no intention of ever taking on like imagine if he had just stuck with that mindset of like no women don't box like 
What a loss. I know. What a huge loss. And now look, like she's like, apparently, like, I mean, I'm saying apparently I've heard this, but like, again, I'm not really sure, but like the greatest Irish athlete there ever was, that's what people are saying, like male or female. Like it really is so amazing that, you know, these young girls have these role models to look up to. And like in so many different sports as well, like is it Ellen Keane? She won, I think she came silver in some sort of like swimming championship there. You have the likes of Katie Taylor, you've Sean O'Bannon that's coming up in the UFC. You've obviously like, you know, Katie McCabe with Irish soccer. Like even down to like, I think there's some incredible players in like the likes of golf and, you know, horse riding. There's so many different things. But you wonder why, you know, teenagers drop out then. And I just saw this study, um, UK study of more than 4,000 teenagers found that 43% of girls felt they were more sporty in primary school, but no longer saw themselves this way. A fear of being judged and a lack of confidence were the main reasons for just losing interest. It like it does kind of make sense. That I know, I'm sure there's a couple of various reasons, but like as a teenager, you just become painfully insecure, don't you? Or like a teenager. And I do... Those hormones. But everything, you just, mm. yeah, your body's changing people are starting to be a bit mean. Like, you know, the yeah. innocence of childhood yes. is kind of gone. And yes. I do feel that, like, our whole education system is built, sports is built in for the boys but not for the girls. Yeah. It's still, it's. I mean, I obviously haven't been to primary school in a long time, but, like, mm. when I was there in secondary school, the transition is just not that. You kind of do it if you want. Yeah. You know? Like, we didn't do, we didn't do sports in primary school at all in mine. Yeah, we played did. skipping and then they took it off. Yeah, yeah. And then we used to play. I was yeah, same with my skill as well. So funny. Anything fun they took it off. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was class is dangerous. It was like it was like an hour in prison yard in my part. Yeah, it was like you can walk clockwise. But it's so funny, like even like the likes of my dad taking over my school guy team. He just like he just happened to see a bit of potential and it got us going for about a year or two, not long, but. Yeah, like, I mean, I hope skills are different now. I can vouch, but, you know, it kind of depends as well. Like, some skills just aren't facilitated for sports. You know, My secondary school actually had a lot, was really geared for sports. Was it? Oh, that's great. I had, like, hockey, camogie, basketball, I think. Like, we had all that, but there was just no drive with it. Like, there was an option to do it, but, like, I felt like it just never lasted long. But maybe we didn't really have the role models, maybe. That yeah, you're right. I know they had, like, Sonia O'Sullivan and I was like, you're not going to really run up and down your schoolyard, are you? You know what? I have a fun fact about Sonia O'Sullivan and that gorgeous girl who came fourth, actually, in the 400-metre sprint in the World Championships. Oh, yes. Uh, Rashida Adelecki. Yeah, so if she she didn't get on the podium, but she's still really young, and I've no doubt that she will. She had an incredible, incredible. Sorry, run. excuse my complete and utter ignorance for mm. now. What is this for? Was it for the Olympics? The, or no, no, the World Athletic Championships. Okay. So she did the four hundred meter sprint, and she would have been the first woman, first girl, first woman, first lady, to stand on the podium since Sonia O'Sullivan. That's major. Huge. Yeah. Now she didn't get there. She did, nearly did, and she will. I've yeah. no doubt that she will because she's so young. She's super talented, and her, it was so impressive to see her run up against the likes of Jamaica, Barbados, stem like huge, huge runners. Mm. Some you know a little bit older than you and a little bit more experienced. More and yeah. oh, it was just incredible to watch. So yeah, fun fact. And she will. I feel like she's going to be the next star. So fair play to her. We must look out for her. But isn't it so funny we haven't had someone stand on the podium since then but obviously 
there's probably new, like, I don't know why, but it's great to see that we do have an Irish person. And there's so many incredible, we're actually such a country of great sports. Yeah, We're like, small, uh, but we're mighty. Yeah, like overall. Oh, I mean, over- if I know them, they definitely must be good because, <laughs> like, I don't have, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're getting to me, they obviously yeah. do But, like, obviously we have a lot of, like, male greatness in sports, but, like, shout out to all the women that we have in sports because there's so many of us and I feel like a lot of us need to scream and shout about them more. Yeah, and I think it would be fair to assume that their journey to the top would be doubly hard as it was for the men. Oh, Do you know what completely. I, mean? I wonder if it's like, look, it's hard to know because it's like in one hand you would consider Ireland a sports-driven kind of country, I would yeah, say. Yeah, because we're very good at a lot of sports. Yeah, and it runs very deep and there's like a lot of passion and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But then in the same breath... I don't really think Ireland has would particularly be like a healthy country in terms of like their lifestyle. Yeah. And I noticed massive clashes with David because obviously he grew up in Australia and when mm. he moved over here, I think I don't know if he was like 13 or something. But sport was essentially part of their curriculum in Australia. Yeah. You know? So like there it was their way of life. And like I know when he was like joint tell me like when he was joining his secondary school in Castlenock. He was like, so like, which day of the week is sports day? And they were like, 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 yeah, we might do one like when we wrap up for summer. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like it's like a party or whatever. And he was like, you yeah, don't do a sports day like every week. Like what? And they were like, no. And he was like, I couldn't understand that. It was so foreign to him. And you know, it's so funny. Remember I spoke about on the last pod how I wanted to always live in Australia when I was younger? And it wasn't actually, you're after making me think about it there, it wasn't only for the uniforms. I obviously, I remember now, I had family in Oz. And anytime I used to see them or speak to them, they'd always tell me about so much sport that they did in school every day. Yeah. Like whether they'd be by the beach doing volleyball or basketball or they have this thing called AFL, Australian like football, which is basically like rugby and ga mixed together. Is that like the Aussie rules? Aussie rules, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's so funny. So I can imagine David coming over then to Ireland and being in a school that wasn't, like, it was sports-driven, but very, very lightly. Actually, I'm pretty sure David told me, like, where he went to school in Castlemark, it was a big focus on GA. Oh. Yeah, and I don't think they even had a, a soccer team, and he was like, oh, fuck this. Like, because David actually, like, was really good football. He was, like, captain Ireland. Go on, David. Yeah, I could have yeah. been a wag. I wasn't. Oh. I didn't know them, but anyway. <laughs> or, like, juniors. Anyway, so he was yeah. really, really good at football, so he... I'm pretty sure he said he was part of like founding the football team in his school. Oh my God, it's yeah. amazing. Go like, David. He was like, this is mad. What do you mean you don't have a soccer team? I know. I feel like sometimes in schools there's just maybe lack of initiative. I know particularly. Or if there comes from a certain area, it's all about like a couple, yeah. like all about, about rugby something. and they're not interested in it. Yeah. They're all about GAA. Yeah, definitely. Because I know I was, I was actually meant to go to another school. I wasn't meant to go to the school that I was in. I actually only chose to go to the, the all-girls school that I was in because all my friends were going. Like I was signed up ready to go to another school and it was a sports, kind of very, very sporty school. And one of my biggest regrets was not going to that school because I felt like it would have kind of kept me in that competitive community nature because even on that, like I feel like that's so important. Like I'm hoping to go back to playing a bit of tag rugby now I've never played rugby before but I just can't wait to get back into that like kind of community I just feel like I suppose for me as well in my line of work because I spend so much time on my own like I don't have an office to go into I do everything on my own like Mm. all my work is just by myself I'm my own manager essentially unless I go in and see my agency but I just miss that kind of community aspect and having fun and yeah you know you do a lot of things like you're also getting in your exercise you're getting in a load of fun if you're 
competitive like me, it's like right up your street. And yeah, I just, I don't know if there's like, is there a lot of people, is there a lot of things for people out there who want to get back into like a, you know, a bit of a sport, but they don't want it too competitive because I feel like I know what you mean. If you're in playing some sort of sport now, you're in it and it's very, very competitive where I'd like something a little bit more you know, I can drop in and yeah. relax. Yeah, not you know? much of a commitment. Yeah. yeah, I don't think... I do, I do notice that, like, when I was in the process, like, of in my last year of college, going for a grad programme and, like, mm. you're, it's all these rounds you have to go for and everything, and I noticed the people that got the programme alongside me, all of them had these, like, sporting accolades or... Oh. They were like, I captain like, my hockey team or blah, 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 or I'm mad at tennis. Because they were like you know playing tennis is what give, has given me a strategic mind I'm a strategic thinker and I can oh, bring this in to, so they were all about because in the final round of the interview you had to do this it was nearly like big brother for the day so like they'd set you tasks <laughs> seriously I'm serious like they'd set you tasks um, and you'd have to work together in a team before and there'd be like four there'd be a person from HR in every corner of the room watching how you oh, interact God. and it was really intense wow really intense so like they'd be watching you and stuff and so I got to see how people were showcasing themselves. Obviously, you know how you showcase yourself, but mm. you wouldn't really ever get to see the people you're going up against in an interview, what they were saying. Yeah. But I noticed all of them were pulling in their sports yeah. backgrounds. Because I suppose it's funny, like in any sense, if you're going for any sort of job or if you're working in a job, you want to be like a team player and work as a team. And I suppose people who've probably come from that team background their whole life, who's been in sports can be like, well, I'm a big team player and I know how to... Yeah, the girl who was like, you know, playing tennis made me a strategic thinker. I was like, ew. <laughs> You're going to politics. That is a serious line. Like, honestly. That is so funny. Yeah. So, like, I, I could see how people try to bring it in now too. And you even notice that, like, all the, like, top ga players in Ireland, they're all in, like, EY and Deloitte and all these places. And yeah. they're like, best to look to such... Like, it is, it's a real... I suppose it is a character trait if you're... Mm clothes and out college and you're still committed to a team it does show you're reliable yeah. um, you've probably been taught a lot of I suppose team player skills mm. you're, you're not a DIYer essentially you're used yeah. to working with different personalities so like yeah. you do have those kind of it does give you those like kind of core skills yeah. life skills well I know one of them that it gave me I remember my dad like I just like didn't want to get up and play for a match one day and my dad was like you can't let your team down whatever mm. you do you just don't let your team down. I feel like that's always stuck with me. And even to this day, I actually hate letting people down. Yeah. You know, and I feel like that's probably something that I got from playing yeah. with the team and playing sport is that like you just don't, like I hate letting anyone down. If anything, I won't let anyone down and I, it'll work out work, and I let myself yeah, yeah. down, do you know, that kind of way. Yeah. So it's interesting how, you know, sport and in those communities when you're younger, how much they can actually teach as a person and give you these like, I suppose, these little traits of, you know, being a team player and not letting people down and showing up. and Yeah, definitely. You know, yeah. not only showing up for yourself, but showing up for others and, you know, putting your best foot forward and all the rest. All that jazz, baby. And speaking of showing up, yeah, you's all better poxy show up to EP. Oh, God. If you're there, please come to see us. No, you have to come. We are on Saturday at 12. Yeah. We have the delicious James Cavanagh joining us. I'm so excited to have him. We're going to have such, such good fun. Yeah, we'll be gentle on your ears, but not too gentle. Like, we're not going to be, like, you know, I'm sure there'll be a few fragile people in the crowd. Like, it'll be a, it'll be a good old time. You know what? I'm going to try really behave myself on the Friday. Like, I'm there before. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm... 
you'd be fresh down with oh, fresh blow dry ready to rock energy. yeah I'm getting the chopper dropping me off I feel like I, I actually always feel like I thrive when I'm a little bit hungover so so be it you kind of get into that giddy state <laughs> don't, don't you, you? Yeah, you're just like yeah. high adrenaline yeah what so. goes up must come down ah, you deal with that in October <laughs> yeah so please come to us and see us this Saturday coming at EPA yeah. we were there at 12 toasty smoothie can of white claw and we're all yours tick, baby tick tick so we're at the Ah Here podcast stage Ah Here podcast stage Woo. noon you be there, me be the rest of us show up for the team everyone yeah don't let us down <laughs> <laughs> well that is it from us lovely people and if you don't show up to EP you'll be hearing from us next Monday on the pod yeah we'll know okay? we'll know and if you are coming make us cute signs <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for us and Have... should we crowd surf Neve? just let us know <laughs> let us know if you want us to crowd surf okay thanks for listening everyone okay. and we see you on Saturday bye bye this is Unveiled with Neve Cullen and Nessa Morrissey a Go Loud original podcast Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Light app.